0: death the destroyer of worlds we
1: all go a little
0: mad sometimes the antichrist you got me in a vendetta kind of mood
1: Think bigfoot is blurry that's the problem it's not the photographer's fault bigfoot is blurry and that's extra scary to me because there's a large out of focus monster roaming the countryside and hey, welcome back to the nightshades echo the podcast that is loosely based on witches humping brooms high as shit I am your host, Ryan, and this is your co-host.
0: Susan.
1: We've been gone for two weeks Sorry. because we had life, again, just like the last <laughs> other time. I think we're actually going to move this to every two weeks.
0: I think this works out a little bit better because we're actually doing other podcasts. Uh, we're both working multiple jobs, and yeah.
1: I just started a another podcast that I'm getting paid for, so... That one comes in front of this one just a little bit more.
0: A little bit, yeah.
1: It's an official Baseball League's podcast. I don't want to say anything about it because I don't want that connected to me in this podcast. (laughs) That's non-PC. But I'm doing something official with baseball, and uh, that one's just a little bit more important than this one. And it takes me about a week to put it together. So this one's kind of like a, you know, on the spare of the moment.
0: Yeah, and um, I'll tell you this past week has been honestly really crazy. Normally I'm out of the house a lot doing work stuff. And this week I was extra gone. <laughs> so um I wasn't here to help him like get work done. So like as soon as I would get home, then he had to work. Yeah. And we just did we just didn't have time. You know, you need that and sleep.
1: <laughs> well we've got baseball starting on the twenty seventh, so I've got about two and a half weeks or so so right now it's crunch time with, uh, I'm part of the, the staff of the league, an official part of the staff of the league. So right now it's crunch time. Everybody's freaking out and trying to get everything ready for opening day. So, you know, that's kind of busy. And then, so Susan does farmer markets and whatnot. So she's busy because it's getting hot outside. You know, I'm getting hard. It's 63 degrees in the middle of May. Yeah. But, but, but spring's here and so are farmer's markets. So she's setting up and whatnot. And
0: so is the fucking rain. Yes. I'm, I'm over it and I'm over the allergies in fact, I sound a bit more hoarse than usual um, just from, like, allergy season. I, you know, sorry in advance.
1: She so had to go get a shot in her ass today because of allergies. I haven't had anything really bad except my eyes water. So.
0: Yeah, well, they were mowing today and for, like, hours because they do our whole, you know, like, the...
1: Where we live. Uh, where yeah. we
0: live. Like, they do the whole complex, like, in one day. So they're just out on like their zero turns, just whipping it out in like two seconds. And literally the entire time that they were mowing, I did not stop sneezing.
1: And they were weed eating and whatnot.
0: Yeah. So, I mean, it lasted hours. And I was like, I don't want to go outside. And we were going to do this another day, but I sounded even worse. Even like last night, even this morning, I sounded worse than I do now. So I was like, well, we might as well do it now before I, my voice changes again. So here we are.
1: Yeah, so the last time we talked to y'all, uh, Bialteno was, I think it was like right before Bialteno, so uh, we did celebrate that. We bought a little bitty fire, you know, fire pit and had some logs burning and whatnot, and we roasted some kebabs on the grill, you know, just meat and and peppers and. You know, cheese and things like that, so.
0: We didn't get very creative with it. We got home and we were like, we should have fucking done more. <laughs> yeah, but then
1: again, you got to think about what they were doing, too. No, they the kebabs, the kebabs. Oh, yeah, the kebabs. But, yeah, I mean, They were kind of boring. They were boring, but, Delicious. I mean. You know, that old old food is boring. It's just had, you know, just your meat and your vegetables, and that's it. You know what I mean?
0: Well, you know, I was just thinking, you were talking about the the burn pit we haven't used it since then. It's been like two weeks.
1: No, we have uh, Letha coming up when we can use it there. That's a that's a summer festival.
0: I thought we had something coming before that though.
1: Mm-mm. That's Letha. Letha is the uh, the summer solstice. That's on June twenty first, oh. I believe. Tomorrow's a new moon.
0: When is the next full moon? It's
1: the, the the new moon is that, and then so the new the another full moon would be next month, I think, because it's thirty day cycle. I know, I know yeah. on the 21st is a summer solstice. It's a full uh, solar or lunar eclipse or a solar eclipse, and oh, it's yeah. also a, uh, a supermoon. So.
0: Oh, yeah, that's right. I need to go put all my crystals out.
1: Yes, yeah, so next, uh, I think it's uh, June 21st is a very, very important day, and we'll be talking about I'm, that, I'm guessing, on the next podcast or the one after that.
0: Probably the next one because by the time we, in two weeks, it'll be cl- close enough that we would want to talk about it. So stay tuned, friends. We yeah. will talk about so, it, I promise.
1: Yeah, i tell We did the fire pit. We did the meat and stuff. We we made some homemade bannock bread, which is basically, I don't know if you know what ash cakes are or drop dumplings. Very, very, very similar.
0: He burnt them.
1: Yeah, they, when the first time we ever made them, I, I fed them to the birds. She hates it, though, because we have bir- a lot of
0: birds. I don't like birds. Okay. I love birds. You guys, I'm sure, if you're older, you have probably watched Alfred Hitch- Hitchcock's. The original, the birds. It's film. One of my favorite movies. Actually, oh my god, it's one of my least favorite movies. Girl gets it's the eyes whole. Out. It's the whole reason why I do not like birds. And they smash like into I, the windshield. Oh, I'm absolutely terrified of them. I think I was like 13 when I first um, watched this in English class because we had to write like papers about foreshadowing and shit like that. And I will just never forget. I have goosebumps just thinking about they it. They made
1: a Barbie of I think it was her name T- Tippy Hedron. Oh yeah, Tippi the, the actress. They made a Barbie of that where she's like covered in birds.
0: I don't like birds because of this movie. I can't. It's giving me. It's giving me. The I remember seeing at Walmart. Goodbye. It
1: might be worth some money now. It's been several years ago.
0: Well, you know, when I see you see flocks of birds, and I swear I never noticed birds really before that movie. And then after that, I felt like they just followed me everywhere.
1: Hawks follow like, me.
0: I went to my friend's house recently, and she's got some really pretty expensive birds. And they were, like, loving on their owners. And, you know, they give me shit for not liking birds. I come over, and I'm like, I hate your birds. <laughs> and I don't know if they just can tell that I don't like birds. But I mm-hmm. actually put in the effort to be really nice to the birds that were loving on them the other day. And I was like, you know, oh, come here, birdie. You're so They birdie. knew you was fake. Uh, they, they must. they were like, bite, bitch. Pack, <laughs> pack. <Bang, bang. laughs> <laughs> but, um. But yeah, like I was like, "Oh, come here!" And the next thing Please, I wait. know, this bird fucking bit my finger so hard, I thought it was gonna draw blood. And I was like, "Help!" I was like, and when they finally got the bird off my finger, I like looked at my finger and I looked at my friend and I said, "This is why I don't she like birds, like a bird lady." And so, like, ever I'm like, <laughs> I'm <laughs> never, I'm never trying to be nice to a bird ever again. That was my one shot, and I was genuinely trying to be nice. I don't like birds. I always
1: see hawks all the time. I mean, we live around a lot of fields and stuff, so there's always hawks, but I see them all the time. I always point them out. Susan thinks I'm crazy. <laughs> there's even, like, this ditch that runs along this one road that we have to go down to to get to the highway that, you know, because we live in the middle of nowhere. And so we, we go down this ditchy highway, or this ditchy back road highway thing. A shortcut. Yeah, and there's so there's a ditch that has a lot of water in it. And there's this, like, white, Crane, maybe it's a sandhill crane. Oh, I'm not Mr. Sure. Bird. Yeah, so we call I call him Mr. Bird because we've seen him like a at, lot. at least for like the last two or three years. It seems like right? it's
0: probably not even the same one, might, but we liked it. We liked so, we, we make up stories about this. Yeah, bird. so
1: I still call him Mr. Bird, and I know I the last time I saw him was right before we had a cold front, and it started getting warmer, so the birds were coming back, and I have not seen him since. So I don't know if he flew back down to South America. Is say, he get the hell out of
0: here? Yeah, because that was a. We've had some weird weather here. We've it got more, really hot. It was, like, almost 90, not, like, what, like, two weeks ago? Yeah, it's been in the and 60s. Then it was, like, It 40s. snowed in
1: late April. We we haven't had really any big snow or any accumulating snow for, like, the last couple of years. This year, we got, like, a foot of snow. It snowed, like, fucking, like, eight times in February. All of our snow comes in, like, January, February, March. And then it snowed, like, the last week of April,
0: yeah, a freak. Uh, yeah, and it was and it was coming in like these huge flakes, and then we woke. What, like an hour later, there was no more snow. Like, there was no more snow, and it, we you couldn't even tell it had snowed after it stopped, it was weird. It was coming down really hard, like you couldn't hardly see outside, and then bam, it all melted away. Uh, I,
1: I forgot to mention about Biota that I got a. I took pictures of the fire pit, and Susan thinks I'm stupid. But no. in one of, in one of the pictures, it clearly looks like a little wispy spirit thing like stretching his arm out and like doing like you know like the grinch hand like he's got like long fingers it looks like he's pointing at this another little blob and he's like bitch and he's got like eyes and stuff i'll post it uh maybe it's like pastebin or something so, so i can see it but it's got it's like this little fire guy and i told you stories about how the fairies would try to steal fire from people so i put out milk for the fairies in the garden and you know
0: you put out some grapes too. oh yeah I put
1: grapes and honey too those are gone
0: well, yeah, the damn bird you've been fucking feeding <laughs> took off with it. Like, we went outside with his burnt-ass biscuits, giving it to these <laughs> birds. And I walk outside to, like, you know, we had gotten a bad rain, so I went and made sure our plants were okay because we just transplanted them. And I look outside, and I'm like, this motherfucker, if you put out... He keeps I There was a
1: bird building a nest like literally on our back door like you could not open the back door without like yeah, smashing he, the nest. Yeah, and
0: I am There was I, fucking
1: sticks everywhere.
0: I slowly <laughs> moved the nest because I you couldn't open the back door I like hadn't l- seen literally. Sense. No, they were out there. They've been nesting where I put that nest. Oh, okay. But it's out by the flowers like I kind of just moved it the slightly. flowers in the
1: one really random tomato plant.
0: Yes. But I I don't think that they were the fairies. I think it was just a wisp of smoke, and I think that's
1: it. I just think it's weird that, it, that or it didn't have an it had, did not have an organic uh, fire body to it. It had like uh, it, it stood out. It was like almost behind the flames.
0: Well, you know how you look at clouds and you're like, oh shit, look there's blah blah blah. Um, yeah, I think that's what you're Matrix, seeing. Ma- matrixing. Yeah, I think that's what you're seeing. No, in the I, fire. I
1: was seeing ghost fairies and they were trying to steal my fire so I gave them milk and put it in the garden for them they could drink their milk and they could eat their grapes and their honey
0: and you wonder why we got problems because we don't want, we don't the want them. we don't want them surrounding our, our
1: well I mean they'd be cool today in the house but I don't want them stealing my shit
0: quit feeding the fairies and quit feeding the damn birds
1: man names his son communication office <laughs> a man named Samit Wahayadi In Indonesia has named his son Statistical Information Communication Office Apparently he had promised That he would do this After the job that he worked at He made this aware to his girlfriend before they got married And she even agreed to it The parents have chosen the nickname the child Dinko D-I-N-K-O Which is a sort of like a short abbreviation for uh, That communications office In Indonesia And we do have an interview with the guy This is a real interview uh, if you're Indonesian, you might be able to understand what it means.
0: Kalau nasersi waktu itu ya
1: sempat diskusi sama istri. Kalau waktu kelahiran pertama diskusi, kalau anak ini keluar cowok, aku kasih nama ini. Ternyata keluarnya cewek yang pertama. Terus pas kedua diskusi lagi gitu kan. Ternyata keluarnya cowok. Lainnya istring itu jadi itu.
0: Jadi memang keberatan.
1: So, yeah, if you can understand what that meant, you can let us know. But basically, he was talking about why he named his son uh, statistical communication office.
0: I don't get it. Now, I know that whenever we first saw this, you were like, this is not the first time.
1: No, like, there's a big thing with, like, uh, I know in India where people, like, name their, their kids after, like, coronavirus and mask. A hand sanitizer was one. I just like, like, And after, get like, random stuff, like, there was one, I, I know there's a famous, like, uh, meme that has... A driver's license and his name is Superman Batman.
0: That's a name.
1: Well, this guy is Dinko.
0: Dinko's cool. Dinko's cool. But the, what the hell is a uh, statistical information communication office? That's a long ass name. Yeah, I think the one question that we have is. Uh, but why? Why would you do that? Why would you do any of that? Exactly. John Tron, we love you.
1: Florida woman survives. <laughs> Florida woman survives by being hit by a flying turtle. The Daytona Beach News Journal reports the 71-year-old woman riding with her daughter on Florida Interstate 95 suffered a gashed forehead when a turtle smashed through the windshield of the car. The turtle was likely crossing the interstate and got thrown into the air by another car. The turtle suffered minor scratches and was released back into the nearby woods. And I have audio of uh, what the woman was saying, and they apparently it crashed onto the side of the road uh, because of this. I mean, their windshield was completely destroyed.
0: I like turtles. <laughs> He's just staring at me and I've already told him that his soundboard was really dumb this I time. Love it. <laughs> so I was giving him like a death glare, so it's all right.
1: These bitches were in this car and the fucking turtle came through their windshield and hit her in the head and gashed her.
0: That's actually really scary because she be their shell She an ambulance. I, I mean, she's lucky she didn't get decapitated. I mean, their shells are fucking hard. I would imagine that it, with enough enough force, you, you could get decapitated, I'm sure. And
1: the thing is, the turtle got flipped up by another car, and the turtle was completely fine.
0: Also crazy. And then they
1: released it back. This killer, tur- <laughs> killer, <laughs> killer turtle. killer
0: turtle. Um, <laughs> a killer turtle, huh? Yeah. Are they a ninja turtle?
1: No, he was a fucking flying turtle. Ninja turtles don't fly. So I just I thought that was a crazy-ass story. And if you thought that one was a crazy one, listen to this next one. Mystery animal in a tree. Krakow Animal Welfare Welfare Society has reported that a woman in Krakow, Krakow, Poland spotted an unidentified animal hanging from her tree. It was a lilac tree. Apparently it had been there for several days. The woman called the police thinking the animal may have been an iguana. When the officers showed up, they were able to grab the mystery animal. It was a croissant.
0: Sounds dangerous to me. Carbs are evil. I have a
1: uh, an audio clip of the woman and what she was th- what she thought. You know, uh, she had seen it out of her window, and this thing was like 10, 15 feet in the air. And this is her audio.
0: Oh, would you look at that! How you doing? Oh, would you look at this? Oh, would you look at this? What is this? A pony? <laughs> Not a pony. No, it was a croissant. So we have the photo here. We're looking at it. Honestly, uh, he did ask me what I thought it was, and I was like, I have no fucking
1: clue. It's brown. It looks like a burnt croissant.
0: But we want to know how uh, this giant. It's big, too. It's, 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 it's like a, a big a foot croissant. Long. Well, I mean, it is uh, Poland, so they probably make, you know, it's probably the size of like I don't a know fucking loaf of bread. But, but honestly, though, when I'm looking at the picture, you can't really tell what it is.
1: It almost looks like a beehive or like a wall. it looks like a wasp nest.
0: I definitely would not have thought that it was an iguana, so No, because they're
1: not like but bro, how they're not d- croissant looking.
0: But or but how did it get in the tree? Did anyone fess up to like putting that so out? there? I was there?
1: probably like, Fuck it's a croissant and just threw it in a tree.
0: Yeah, was like, uh, "You burnt my my dinner."
1: Nobody it. Was, it was probably I'm looking at the picture. It looks like maybe an apartment building. Maybe the people above her just fucking threw it in the tree.
0: But that's what I'm just saying. Like, well, why? Her, if you saw if you saw the cops outside when you look outside, being nosy, being like, "Why all these cops out here?" And you see your croissant in the tree, and been like, "Oh my god!"
1: Yeah, so they were like, <laughs> they figured out. They sent the fucking police and the Animal Welfare <laughs> Society to come in. They wrangled it up with one of those snake poles.
0: I just, that's what, I think this might be the best news story besides the chandelier that we've had in a while because it's so off the wall. There was one I was going to put in there, but
1: I missed it. It was some Japanese guy who invented this uh, contraption to let you take your fish on a walk. And it's just like this little, like, <laughs> glass tube where you put your fish in there and they can't move or anything. I thought that was a pretty good one, but I, I didn't put it in there. Oh, well, I guess I he's did since we talked me about like, it.
0: He's asked me, like, six times since then if if... If I wanted to take our fish for a walk, and I'm like, babe, you forget we don't have one don't of have any fish, But if
1: I had fish, I'd take them on a walk.
0: No, you wouldn't, because you don't, you don't even take our children on a walk. That's true. Why? I mean, if you took your fish on a walk that we don't have instead of our children, I'll
1: get some goddamn fish. Then, goldfish only lives, live for about three weeks. We well, did, yeah. I, I had one when I lived uh, down south. I had a goldfish that I won at the, uh, the harvest festival. And I swear to God, that motherfucker lived for like three years. In a little bitty bowl, I didn't even change the bowl out or nothing.
0: It must have just already just been little, used just to one, like just shitty one of those conditions. Little things that you
1: got, you get at the carnival. Just one of the little fishes that die within like six hours.
0: Well, that's because usually the pH balance is not right.
1: Mm, this guy lived for three. years. Well, three that's
0: what years. I'm. I'm saying he must have. He he was bred in shitty conditions, so he was already like fuck it.
1: He was. He was. Yeah, he was on steroids or something.
0: <laughs> Goldfish steroids. Yeah.
1: Did he have guns? Why did he have guns for? Babe. Oh, not those type of guns.
0: Yeah. I was ta- If he was on steroids, what were, I mean, I'm asking if he had, like, abs and, like, arms. Yeah,
1: the first thing that came to my mind was, like, pow-pow guns, not,
0: not arm guns. Pow-pow guns, <laughs> not arm guns. Oh,
1: all right, well, we're, our story for this week is uh, personal to Susan. Uh, she does all kinds of things, and she's going to be talking about spiritual healing, I believe.
0: Uh, I did not pick the topic, just so we're clear. We kind of just like look at each other and we're like, what do we want to talk about this week? And he was like, yeah, usually, ah. usually I'll
1: think of something or I'll see something. I'm like, shit, that's what we're going to talk about. This week I had the hardest time coming up with something. And she had to do something the other day that's going to tie into this. And I was like, Oh, that'd probably be a good idea. So I'll stay with us on the other side of the break. We'll come back with Susan and she'll talk all about the uh, spiritual healing that she does. We're back. Uh, we have Susan here this week, <laughs> uh, telling you about her what, what she does. She does spiritual healing. Uh, some people think it's Reiki, but it's not Reiki, and she'll explain that.
0: Hi. So, te- the technically what I do, what I call it, is energy healing. However, there's actually like a ton of different terms for what I do. Um, some people just assume what I do is. Reiki. However, that is its own practice. It's its own thing. It is not what I do. I do not practice that. I've never studied it. Don't ask me what the Reiki symbols are because I couldn't tell you. Um, I know that's really sad. I should know more about that, but it's just not what I do. It's not my calling. Um, I've been doing energy healing aka spiritual healing for, I don't know, physically practicing for four years. Um, I had my, they call it a, a Kundalini awakening back in probably 2015, 2016, somewhere around in there. Um, I woke up one day and I just knew what, what was going on. And I know that's kind of hard to explain. Um, and everyone goes, if you go through it, then it's just kind of something that happens over time. Um, and things kind of start to get clearer the more that you are open to that consciousness. Um, now in regards to the energy healing, uh, sometimes they call it energy medicine, uh, spiritual healing. Um, what it is, is it's a holistic practice that activates the body's energy systems to remove blocks. Now, by baking, breaking through these energetic blocks, uh, the body's ability to start healing itself actually becomes stimulated. It's really a broad term, and it's hard to put really a singular name to it. That's why there's so many different things out there that we do and we talk about. Um, but some of these things in regards to the spiritual or energy healing are uh, chi, reiki, crystal healing, energy healing, and there's more like sound therapy and stuff like that, which I, when I do a energy healing session, I personally use a combination of, uh, energy manipulation, crystal healing, and then sound therapy. So, um, I feel like with those three things that is sets your client up for success. I feel like for, um, a more thorough session and that's just kind of my opinion and so far it has worked for myself and my clients um if you don't if that didn't help you any um as far as like kind of understanding what that is um energy medicine is a branch of alternative medicine based on what they call a pseudo-scientific belief that healers can channel healing energy into a patient and get positive results from that. Um, practitioners use a number of names, including various synonyms for medicine, and sometimes they use the word vibrational or magnetic instead. Um, and that goes along with like the waves of energy. We think about something having energy it's basically the frequency it's putting off when the sound waves hit so that's why sometimes you can look at someone and be like "Ooh, i don't i don't think i like it
1: but when you think about it there's nothing solid when you look into it there's cells and there's little microbes and shit nothing is solid it's just a conglomeration of all these cells coming together to make it look solid and what holds that together is frequency I agree I agree with that. Yeah, so I think you're you're fine tuning something to work with those frequencies.
0: Yeah, and on all and all that energy healing is, it's just a manipulation of the energy. Um, I think pretty well anyone could do it as long as you know how to harness it. I mean, I don't think that, you know, you're gonna wake up one day and be like, Hmm, I'm gonna do energy healing and then just do it. It's something that you it takes practice and it takes time to you know, do research and learn how to manipulate. Because whenever I do it, I I tap into my higher consciousness, and
1: it reminds me of that Tibetan throat singing when they meditate. You know, like they're hitting a frequency, and I wonder if their frequency has to pay you know, play into their meditation and their whatever they do because they do that for healing a lot too well
0: yeah that's sound therapy I was doing that sound therapy yes because like the the frequencies and whatnot is it can stimulate your chakras um, it can stimulate it's why sometimes when you listen to certain music it makes you feel good um, some people will I don't know what that scientific term is but if you listen to music then you get goosebumps endorphins yeah, stuff like that, or you know, if you listen to rain, it'll make you go to sleep. Mm-hmm. These are all just different forms of sound therapy, and you know, we can actually it can be used negatively because we know that the mil- militaries, and it's not just the American uh, military, uses fucking like sound s- waves, sounds, sound guns, sound waves, um, and. That's uh, that's common
1: knowledge. They put that out, and they, they had a fucking megaphone, basically that's on the bottom of this this tank thing that it shoots this sound out and you drop to the ground.
0: But they also but you can't hear it. Well, what I was going to get to though was that they also use as a form of um, torture uh, sound oh, well, yeah. issues with frequencies, sound waves, music, you know, anything that could offend or hurt a person. There are frequencies that will make you drop. Just like, you know, sometimes you, if you hear a scratching on a chalkboard, it makes you cringe. Mm-hmm. It's it's like that.
1: I remember that being a fad on YouTube uh, years ago. It was with ambient music, and apparently if you listen to a certain frequency or whatever, it would make you high higher, put you to sleep immediately. There used to be a thing on YouTube. I don't know if they still have that or not. It would yeah. be like ambient music would be like three hours long, and it would be like certain frequencies where if you heard it, that it would put your ass to sleep or it would make you high as shit.
0: Oh, absolutely. There's definitely, there's there's entire videos um, with like different types of meditation. In fact, one of my friends, she sent me a link to, and she called it, she asked if I had done a quantum jump meditation and I, <laughs> it's like absolutely not. It reminded me too much of Quantum, quantum Leap. Yeah, I was about <laughs> to say, I know Quantum Leap. I was like no I have not done that. <laughs> um but yeah, so and, you know, we we use a Which variety. It's a great
1: show if you've never watched it. Quantum Leaps fucking amazing. Highly under you know, under
0: uh, rated.
1: Uh, yeah, underrated definitely.
0: <laughs> that was the first thing that came to mind though whenever she said that.
1: You know, we're talking about frequencies. I wonder if some of the music we hear on the on the radio today automatically like puts me off. Like I can hear five literally 2 seconds of the song and be automatically like no, I'm changing. You know, I wonder if these people are in a certain frequency, like a, maybe like a bad frequency or something. They put this music out, and it makes you in a bad music, you know, bad. It they gives do you, do stuff like that. Fun. It gives you fucking bad
0: energy. It does. It does. That's why sad music will make you sad because it's not just the lyrics. But like, it's say, like, like the music. It's the musical frequencies and stuff.
1: But say, you know how our culture is so dependent on music right now. Say, if Cardi B puts out some shit, and she's like focusing her negative energy to help help uh, make things even worse. And here comes this music and millions of people, billions of people hear this music and it's a negative energy. Well, they got the
0: fucking negative energy and here comes all the crazy riots and shit. I definitely think that's possible. You know what I mean? I definitely think that's possible. Um, cause like I said, I mean, cause, cause
1: we, we listen to a lot of oldies music. Oh, I do. I love oldies music. I grew up on it. I used to work at places where that's all we had. So then I started listening to it and I loved it. Talk about seventies, eighties, easy listening. You know, light rock, like today's today's class. Or was it yesterday's classics and today's favorites? Those type of radio stations. I love them. Yeah.
0: Easy, easy listening. Easy we're listening. old.
1: Phil Collins.
0: We're 30 and we're old.
1: I love that stuff. I'm probably the only person my age to listen to that, like frequently.
0: Anyways, I had 93.9 playing earlier. Summer breeze makes you feel fine.
1: Oh, i the jasmine in my mind.
0: Cut that the fuck out. No. <laughs> I'm dead. <laughs> this is literally what I live with. <laughs> yeah, we get in the car and all he wants to play, we'll have a playlist going. And it's nothing. Like, it's supposed to have power metal on it and, like, a mix of AFI. All, I it's got, got some seether on it and... All that it fucking, oh, and Red Hot Chili Peppers, and all that it plays is like 90% AFI. AFI.
1: And it's not even the good stuff. It's not
0: even the good stuff. And then uh, maybe a couple Red Hot Chili Peppers, and then the rest is like Power Wolf, and not a damn thing else. So it's like, we'll listen to five songs in a row that are AFI, and I'm like, did I've you got, put this on fucking Shuffle got like or not? i 200
1: songs on it, and it only plays like the same 12.
0: Well, quit putting it on shuffle How and just let it change? play. Well, because if you let it play through the playlist, it'll, 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 you gotta go and like the songs or that Or we like.
1: could listen to Phil Collins and the Bee Gees.
0: Well, we can do that too, but sometimes I'm not in the mood for easy listening. If I end up on Snapped, this is why. And, in any case, in any case... Clearly, we're having a lot of fun on the show this evening, Um, but let's get back into it. I, You know, this is such a, a broad, and I know I've said that a few times, there's just so much that encompasses what energy and spiritual healing is because, you know, even though we know what it is and what we use it for, there's different ways that people can do it and what it means to an individual person varies. So so tell us about how
1: you do it. what 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 do you do the that doesn't
0: what was that last part?
1: What do you do that does it?
0: Oh that does it? Yeah. Well I'll start off by saying that um there's different um practices so there's hands-on, hands-off, distant, um, or like absent, so, or long distance. So there's like three to four different things um, in, in regards to healing that come a part of this. So personally for me, I generally do a hands-off approach. So I never physically touch a person, um, and that's because I don't need to. There are some people that work off the energy that are in their hands. Um, I feel like that practice of the hands-on is what Christians would think of the term laying hands. So like when you're um, someone that's in church and you guys are praying over someone and they say, okay, everyone lay your hands. In regards to that, I feel like that is a form of spiritual healing.
1: And witchcraft?
0: Well, I wouldn't call it witchcraft. I just think that that's a form of spiritual healing. You get enough people with good vibrations, it would be similar to me doing it. I
1: remember doing that in church. I remember
0: we did it for several people. I'm not saying that that's not true. And some I of the
1: people got better. Like,
0: Well, that's why I gave that as an example because there's a lot of people who think what I do and like what spiritual healing is is evil, which, because which, he's going to chime in because he's a preacher's kid, but let me tell you, it's it's not evil because Jesus, if, if, we, if this is what we're going to talk about. That wasn't what I was going to mention. No, I know, but Jesus performed miracles like that. So if Jesus isn't evil, then what I do is not evil. And that's just for the Christians out there who have some debates on that. Because I know that we do have people who are religious who do, you know, listen just out of curiosity. And I, I have a ton of friends who are also Christians. And I do not dog them at all that is their spiritual and religious belief, that is fine. You know, like what we believe in now is not necessarily what we used to believe in. no nope. And, but, you know, I always have these arguments with people who want to argue with me about how spiritual healing crystals and stuff like that are not godly. Yeah. And you're, you're, I have a lot of responses to that. Let me just tell you. You
1: can use anything in a bad, in a bad light and make it evil. However, like I've always said, is that I don't care what the fuck you're doing. If you if you have good intentions, then I don't give a shit. You know what I mean? Just but be a good ass. person. just be a good person. You can use you can be a Christian and use fucking flowers to enlighten somebody's day. Give them flowers. That's basically the same thing as what she's doing with rocks. However, I was gonna mention. I was gonna say if you've never heard of laying in the hands, I was gonna I was gonna describe it. So basically, what happens is while you're in church, they'll have like a little maybe a special service or something afterwards. where we have the person, well, this is what we did. We had the person sit down in a chair. Okay. And all the people get around them and they either put their hand on them or they reach their hand out to them. Okay. So sometimes somebody, it wasn't
0: necessarily hands on. It would be most like of the a time, mix.
1: If you could touch them, you touched them. And so then the person, somebody would lead a prayer and then somebody else would pray as well. And while they're praying, you're meditating, hoping that they get better. You, you know, in Jesus name, you know, uh, bless this person, make them better, heal them or whatever. Okay. Okay. And so you've got, you know, we had a little bit small church, so we had like maybe 10, 15 people doing this, okay? And I remember I remember doing this clear as day. And so we would have, you know, 10, 15 people, you're channeling your energy as hard as you fucking can to this person, okay? And sometimes they got better. We had several people that got better. I mean, that one girl, our one woman, she had a fucking brain aneurysm, and so we did the hands on her and shit, and, you know, after she was able to come back to church. She's still alive. That was 20 years ago, almost 20 years ago. Hey, I'm and she's not, like 80 years old now.
0: And I just want to point out that spiritual healing and energy healing is not a cure. Okay. and you never want something. You don't want to give people false hope.
1: If you're sick, go to the fucking doctor.
0: Yes, d- definitely. I mean, honestly, um, it could be helpful just like there's, there's so many different practices. Um, and I will get into that here in just a moment, but You know, it doesn't replace also traditional medicine because some people do need that. You can do a mix. It it doesn't have to be all or nothing or one and nothing else. You can do a mix. And the only
1: reason I give this any type of light, any type of uh, uh, go-ahead is because of a personal situation I had with me and my family and what Susan was able to do. So I don't know if she's about to mention that or not, but I'll let her do that.
0: I mean, I I do plan on... um, Recapping some more important, you know, sessions that I've had that I feel like, you know, I took away like lessons or just you know people who had a, a different experience than what people typically experience, and um, so I wanted to get back into talking about how I do things. Um, you know, we talked about hands on, which would be like laying hands. Hands off is where. Um, you're meditating and moving energy, you know, manipulating that field without touching someone or something. And then, um, which is like what I do. And then you've got your distant or like absent. Then that is where you're mentally or telepathically. I just, I think it depends on how it is that you're doing it. But then they're sending their energy and light and vibrations to you from afar. Now I recently actually got a long distance, uh, Reiki session from a friend. Um, she's new to the practice and I told her, you know, I do energy healing, but I don't do long distance. Um, it's not quite the same, um, for me personally, I don't do Reiki. Like I said, I've never studied it. Couldn't tell you anything about it. Um, I have been in need of some energy, healing personally for myself, you know, I was told recently actually by my chiropractor who I, I absolutely love, he said that our bodies shift every two hours or so. Um, and when he said that, that honestly made a lot of sense. So not only your muscles, your bones um, m- moving around, but so are your organs, so are your, your energy. And so it makes sense that why we can be Feeling one way, one moment, and then literally five minutes later, you feel another way without anything even really happening. Um, so that made a, a lot of sense to me that, you know, um, in regards to healing, um, how that can, like, play, like, a big role and how, how it can, like, affect people. Now, um, with the Reiki I received, I'll tell you... You know, we were meditating, and one moment I was fine, and the next moment I honestly felt so sick to my stomach. And I felt like here for a while that my solar plexus had been off. I've been having some self-confidence issues, and just in general felt kind of icky to my stomach. And so when my stomach started hurting, immediately I texted her, And I said, is my solar plexus chakra blocked? And she said, yes, I've been sending energy there for like 20 minutes. So I was like, that's got to be why I'm feeling so terribly sick to my stomach. So it it took a little bit. It took about 30 minutes total after I started noticing I didn't feel real good. That it, It calmed down significantly. And once that went away, like I haven't felt it since. And I've honestly, I felt better And that was probably the first time I've really had, like, a focused Reiki session. So I highly recommend that or energy healing um, or any other holistic type of healing because they do do work, you know, but you also have to have an open mind about it too because if you go in thinking it's not going to work, it's not going to work. You're not going to receive that energy because you're going to block it. And the person that's working on you will know. Because I can tell if I'm looking at someone, I can, I can tell if someone is open to receive that energy or not. Um, I I don't really know how to explain it, really, because I feel like I really just see it with my third eye. It's I like have, a layer. I have
1: not received anything yet, but I also kind of don't want to because I don't know about it still.
0: Yeah, he won't let me. And I've been trying, I don't know, for the entire time we've been together. He won't even let me do a tarot reading for him or anything. Cause they and they used to give me bad shit when we first um, started dating.
1: It's not. It's not even the <laughs> really Christian. My reasons why. It's just I don't know about it. I don't know enough about it to uh, to subject myself to it. You know, I I'm, I don't like the un as much. This is a fucking unknown podcast, and I don't like the unknown. I like to be in control, and I don't like the thought of somebody else having control over uh, a portion of my body. You I, do do I a lot of research too. I don't. I don't drink. I don't get drunk. I don't do drugs. I've never done drugs. I've never smoked. You know, I've never, been, I've never, I've never been drunk to the point where I was fucking passed out. I've been tipsy and fell asleep. Other than that, but I still kind of remembered. You know what I mean? I don't like to not have control over my body because it scares the shit out of me.
0: Well, a lot of bad shit happens when you lose control. When and- you lose
1: control, you open yourself up to the subconscious thoughts and shit, and you can be penetrated outside forces and i don't like that
0: well and no one likes losing control not really because of the things that happen like that's half of the reason why i don't drink anymore or do anything like that i was a big partier growing up and so i'm about hmm. as squeaky
1: clean as you can fucking get i've never even had a speeding ticket
0: anyway so in regards to what i do um hands off energy healing um i I think I explained a little bit earlier that I mix it in with crystal healing, sound therapy. And those are, I think, feel like that's the golden combo. So for myself, um, as I was saying, like, when I'm looking at people, it's, it's like my third eye has like a filter on someone. So it's not that I'm seeing it all the time. Because, um, like, if it's subconscious, it's kind of just there. You don't really notice it. Some people think, like, how I'm seeing things is, like, an aura type thing, and that's not true. Like, I see colors, and, like, I can look at things, and kind of just, I already just know, and I don't know if that has something to do with my higher consciousness.
1: What color am I?
0: Today, you're purple.
1: I think that's what you, oh, no, you said I was.
0: You were green.
1: What's purple mean?
0: To me, or just in general? Purple's my favorite color. Well, that's your crown chakra.
1: Oh, that means I'm smart.
0: Oh no! You're Not open. That, you're, you? No, you're open to higher consciousness. Okay. So I don't know if it's because we're listening to the podcast, it could be
1: because the podcast I listened to earlier,
0: or that. But yeah, I mean, right now, I you know your crown chakras open, and it seems like you're open and listening. Mm-hmm. Yep. But usually you're green. Green is your, off. <laughs> no, no, earthy. This is what I think of. Because it's not, like, green. It's more of, like, a hazel green. Like, just earthy. Okay. I don't know. I don't know how to explain it. I just know these things. I hope no one comes up or asks me, hey, what color am I? Because I'm not going to tell you. <laughs> um, but I just see these things. And, like I said, people assume that they're auras. They're not. It, it, doesn't, it is, like, the way that people who see auras describe them seems nothing like what I see, and I haven't met anyone else that sees the same way I do, and I don't know if it's different from person to person as far as, like, um, seeing things or just, like, their gifts in general. Like, people who are clairvoyant, I don't necessarily feel like they receive messages the same way. I have friends who are mediums, and the way that they describe things, I, I feel like even receiving messages people don't receive them the same way. So, you know, if there's someone out there that sees colors the way I do, I would totally love to talk to you because I don't even know, and I've done research, I don't know what they even call that.
1: So if you see colors like the way that she's describing, let us know and send us an email at nightshadeechoes at gmail.com.
0: Please, because I I do want to talk to other people who experience that the way I do because I, I, some people think that it's weird, and sometimes I think it's weird because I can't really explain it. I've literally seen colors my entire life. I don't know the amount of times that I've, as a child, you know, I, I would just look at something and be like, "Hmm, that's red," and it's and it's not, and it was not something that would you would say was red. It would just be, I could see. I don't know if it's the vibrations, the chakras, or or whatever, because sometimes to see it with objects, sometimes to see it with, like, living things, sometimes to see it with people, but it's not um, it's not specific. I don't know how to explain Let's it.
1: See, I've never, ever done that, ever in my entire life, ever seen a color, like an aura or whatever, a color associated with something. If I see a red chair, it's fucking red. You know yeah, but
0: you're also colorblind, so.
1: I have a small spectrum on the red that I'm colorblind in. But which is kind of weird because I am open to spirits and shit. I've been called a sensitive uh, because I've seen things pretty much my entire life. So I don't know if I'm on a different spectrum than what she is, or we could see different spectrums or whatever. But Maybe
0: I feel like we're on different frequencies. Could be. No, honestly, because people just assume because I like ghosts or that I'm I'm sensitive <laughs> to people's feelings. I am an empath. That's the Pisces in me. I'm, and I'm telling. Not. You. Yeah, and he's not at all. Um, I'm, I feel like I connect to people on an emotional level where I feel like you connect to things on like a physical level because you see stuff. I've never once seen a ghost. Like truly, I've not physically felt a presence. I've never seen a ghost or entity or anything like that, but I can feel things. So even and I've
1: seen probably a dozen different, different apparitions. What, and- full color, too. A lot of people don't see him in full color. I see him in full color. And it's not when I want to. It's not like, oh, I want to see a ghost. Let me go see a ghost. No. This is completely out of the blue. I'll see it, like, straight in front of me randomly. Like, you know, I, I saw one while I was working at a fish restaurant. Like, and I went and described it to the boss. And she's like, yeah, that was my friend who passed away that you know a couple weeks ago. So, like, I mean, described it to a T, like, even his clothes and stuff.
0: Which is why I And think, I never met that person. So. Which which is why I think we're on a different frequency as far as like our gifts go, because like I I have never done that. And we
1: can do a whole show on that, maybe next time.
0: Yeah, maybe. Because like it kinda we, makes
1: me my eyes water. I don't necessarily I'm not emotional, I'm not scared or anything, but my body reacts to it.
0: We've we've definitely had a lot of different encounters, even from us being together, mostly your house though. I mean, I could tell you stories that I've experienced. Now, I've had ghostly encounters, but I've never felt them, and I never saw it. was just something you, that you kind of just experience. But the house that I grew up in um, absolutely had a ton of ghost activity, even though, as far as I'm aware, no one ever died there. But, um, yeah, that can be, maybe next time we'll talk about that. I think we could probably do, like, a two-hour show yeah. just on, like, things that we've um, experienced. Yeah, I've
1: experienced stuff since I was probably about eh, maybe third grade or so. So no, well, maybe even younger than that. Maybe second grade. That's probably our daughter's age. When I first started seeing shit.
0: Well, that that's a whole that's a whole different conversation. Oh, another story. Back to injury. <laughs> but um, so again, if you see colors, contact me because I'm very interested to know about that sort of thing. Um, but I see, like I evaluate people, so whenever I have a client come to me for um. That sort of healing session, I have them lay on their back, eyes closed, and um, I'll have their feet slightly spread apart because when I lay crystals, um, I like to lay the red jasper that I use for the root chakra, um, which is at your feet. It's not quite your feet. It's actually a little bit above it. And then you've got your star chakra, which is actually below your feet. Um, I called it the star chakra. It's actually the earth chakra. It's, it's below your feet. And so when I do my sessions, I I like to include that in there because I feel like it's an important part of your root chakra. They're, they're very much connected together. Um, just with the similar attributes that they carry. So, um, I lay crystals. I start at the feet. And I work my way up to the crown, which is um, above your head, a couple inches. And, you know, we do our best to have crystals that support the seven major chakras, which, again, start at your root. Then you have your sacral chakra, which that's at your pubic area. Your solar plexus is your stomach. Then you have your heart chakra, your throat chakra, your third eye which is in between your eyes and then or like in the middle of your forehead and then um, your crown chakra which again is above your head
1: your third eye a lot of people think is your pituitary gland
0: i think i think
1: because it's the shape of an eye
0: i think that's fairly accurate cuz i i've there's been I'm studies of your pineal of, gland not your pituitary gland yeah your pineal, your pineal gland. gland we always get those mixed up but It's interesting because that will be overactive on people who are, especially like clairvoyants and stuff, have an overactive gland. Um, It's interesting how much you can see with those cool MRIs.
1: And fluoride blocks it.
0: Did you say fluoride?
1: Fluoride is known to clog it up. I didn't know that. That's why they put fluoride in the water.
0: Oh, they don't want us having a higher consciousness? So they don't have a
1: higher conscience.
0: Oh, okay.
1: That can be a whole show, too.
0: Yeah, <laughs> so I, I evaluate people, I then do their uh, crystals, and then as I'm doing it, I explain why I do the crystals, what they represent, and then um, I just let them know that I'm going to be very quiet, because I, I kind of do this meditative type thing, I guess you would say. It's my version of praying. Um, and what I do is I, usually I use a wand of some sort, a crystal wand. Uh, lately I've been using black tourmaline, uh, to remove blockages, um, removing negative energy that could be in someone's chakra at the time that I'm working on them. And I, what I go through is I just, I cleanse them. And then I, um, I kind of have like a mantra. Usually when I start with a feed, I'll say something like, um, help me to remove any negative energy that may be residing here at the root chakra. Please help me to um, remove anything that doesn't need to be here. And then when I come back through, like I'll go to the crown and when I'm done, I work my way back down. Because what you want to do is you want to put, you want to replace that negative energy that you've removed and put positive energy back in. So, and when I'm doing this, I told you I use like a crystal wand. So, um, you guys have heard of the yin and yang, um, or like when you're doing wax on, wax off. Very similar thing. There's a reason for that. Like, you know, we talk, uh, wash um Wax on is one movement wax off is another so um, wax on I think is clockwise and then wax off is counterclockwise Very good so w- we do similar That's things from the karate kid. we do similar things with energy manipulation so if you're going in the wrong direction you can actually um, damage someone's oh, uh, chakra See. so like you could you could if you're not doing it the right way, then you could be putting negative energy back into it, like you're not actually removing it properly. So you could, you know, if you're inexperienced or you're lazy or you're just not very good at it, you, like I said, you could do more damage than help. Um, So when you are removing negative energy, specifically for energy healing, I'm not saying this is for everything, but this is for unblocking chakras, uh, you want to go counterclockwise to remove, and then you want to go uh, clock clockwise to bring positive energy back in. So usually, I'll like I said, I'll do like a like a little prayer, um, setting we call it setting intentions for the positive energy that you're putting back in. So if I know that someone is struggling, let's just say like they're having a lot of anxiety issues, depression. You know, when you're working on the root chakra, when you're giving positive energy back, the mantra that I like to do is um, please bring this person happiness, joy, uh, laughter, you know, things like that. You want to set intentions of good things so that way when it all takes place, you know, and it takes root, you know, that this person experiences those things. If you know that they haven't laughed in a while, laughter is one of the best medicines for the heart and the brain. Um, smiling literally sends endorphins to your brain. So there's like these just little things. The intentions, you know, are so important. If you're not putting good intentions back in, it is is just as harmful as not, Clearing the chakras properly. Did you have any questions? You look like you had one. No, I was just
1: like, that's why I kind of like mm, I don't know about it because if you accidentally waxed on when you waxed off, and you've you know, fucked it up, like, well, like, I don't want no more worse than what I <laughs> shit that I got. Like,
0: well, and most people don't know that I, I'm, you know, and I'm, I'm going pretty well in depth with this, you know, because there's a lot of people who are interested in energy healing. Some people already practice but they don't really know what they're doing you know um it's good to know this information just for the fact that um if you're trying to work work on someone and you're not helping them they're one not going to come back two you're really going to make your client or friend worse and you don't want to do that you want to do your research and learn what works best for you i
1: wonder if there's bad energy healers that do this shit and then make them all worse off so that they get more clientele. Like, come back, and I'll fix you. And then just make them worse. Oh, mm-hmm. man, there's just a little bit of something extra.
0: They mind. There's, I'm sure there's fakes out there. I'm, I am don't see how people get away with it because that energy karma would be a bad one. Yeah, like a
1: car, you know, car salesman. he will sell you a lemon. They're going to give you a lemon energy healing, and then... Uh, Fix one thing, and then break the other, so they can go
0: break the you know fix the next one the next time. Um, I mean, some people might, but most people who do energy healing, Reiki, acupuncture, chiropractic care, holistic care, their goal is to make you feel better. Yeah, Whether I'm not you,
1: saying everybody doing that. I'm just saying I want for I, I know if cases of people doing that shit. Though. I
0: mean, I'm sure there are, but I would say that they're frauds just in general because just as a practice, you're you're literally expend if you're doing it right you're expending your own energy as a personal price for helping someone else because when i remove energy it has nowhere to go you don't want that shit just hanging around you know so i carry crystals with me grounding stones um black tourmaline for spiritual protection and when i'm releasing that energy i have the stones there to help absorb it um, it helps a ton with how I feel afterwards. I don't feel like I'm nearly as drained when I use proper crystals. Um, and I notice that I don't get as sick. Because there are times where if you absorb a lot of bad energy and your stones, you didn't bring the right stones with you, you're not wearing enough stones, not enough spiritual protection, you will feel sick as a dog. There's been plenty of times where I, I remove some bad shit and immediately rinsed my hands cuz that's a that's a way that you can remove energy from yourself to like expel it from your body.
1: We could talk about that.
0: Um, I will, but um, you know, if you don't get rid of that energy like cleansing your stones and cleansing your hands of that energy that you're working with, it can make you so sick. So if you're someone who's been working with energy and you notice that you get that feeling of like, ooh, I need to go lay down, you're not, you're not expelling it properly. And you don't want to take that on, I promise, because it, you will be grouchy, you you know, you could be overly emotional, you know, worst case scenario, if you're working with someone who has any ailments, you might take on their ailments. So it's like super, super, super important that people understand, you know, as a practice that, if you were removing something from their body, you know, some people take that on. And so, you know, when people charge for these services, and I do charge people for this. And sometimes I don't, depending on the situation or like, I feel like it's needed, you know what I mean? But we charge for our time and our energy because you can't, easily replace energy if that makes sense so people aren't necessarily just paying for their time being in there it's not about the time it's about the energy so I think there's some people that are out there that say they don't want to charge for their time but I do because that is like I said that's my personal energy <laughs> and it takes time to recharge so you know it's important and it's, it's a service just like you wouldn't go to your chiropractor and not pay them to align you. Um, in fact, I will get into that as well. You know, there's a lot of different, uh, ways to holistically heal yourself. Um, like we have been studying the body's energy the in the, in the center's, that we call chakras and there's more than the seven major ones. Cause I mentioned the earth chakra, um, that there's literally hundreds of them. Um, pressure points on your body. A lot of times people don't realize that's actually, those are chakras. You've got chakras in your hands. That's why when, and in your feet, um, that's why when we do massages, they do something called reflexology. The pressure points are, sh- they're literally chakras. That can manipulate other parts of your body. It's honestly really interesting on how so many different things that you don't even realize are energy healing. So we've got um, acupuncture, which if you don't know what acupuncture is, um, that's when they use really tiny needles to stimulate the flow of energy in the body. Nope. No thank you. It's not painful. I've had acupuncture done. It's been a couple years Um, I was having some gastric problems and, um, I was still, I have still having some issues with some headaches and we did acupuncture and it did help. I stopped having gastric problems for a while. Again, reflexology. Now what that is, is the, that modality, it, what it does is it frees up blocked energy and promotes healing by stimulating pressure points of the feet, hands and ears, um, In regards to the pressure points, there are other pressure points on your body, like you've got them like in your chest, your neck, your wrists, any where you're, a lot of times where your major arteries or like veins are, so like you think about like your, what is this called? Jugular. I know, but there's that. Carotid or... Yes, that area right there, that's why when there's a move that cops and stuff can do to you or... You know, um, people who practice martial arts. I was going to
1: say 1970s kung fu movies were like, yep. chop them right in the neck.
0: Well, yeah, what that that'll stop litera- blood flow and yeah, it'll literally drop you because that pressure point. Yeah, pressure. Yeah, it it can make you pass out. Like when people tap out, it's because they've cut off the blood flow to that artery. Sleeper
1: hold. Yep, and, and a Piper to slaughter.
0: People will drop. You can do that similarly for, you know, it, just think if you could kill someone. By doing pressure points,
1: yeah, and then you just slap them on the back, and then they wake up.
0: In wrestling, in wrestling, (laughs) (laughs) but then but the pressure points that are in your hands and your feet, they all have a purpose. So, like certain uh, toes or fingers can manipulate your gallbladder, your solar plexus. Um, It can, you know, the the space between your thumb and your pointer finger, uh, with enough pressure there, can alleviate headaches. I've heard that. if you have stomach problems, there's um, certain parts on the bottom of your foot that can re- um, relieve constipation. Um, it can relieve, you know, stomach cramps and and just like, you know, yuckiness like that.
1: <laughs> when you said the con- uh, constipation, I was I, for some reason I visualized somebody like pushing on their foot and then they're shitting themselves. <laughs> <laughs>
0: well, I hope they're not doing that on the, on the massage table.
1: Here, it'll be talking my flip.
0: If only it worked that quick, that would be real nice. Um, now, one of the another thing that I wanted to mention was, you know, we talked about reflexology. Well, a lot of massage therapists um, have reflexology certificate certifications. So, like, if you wanted to add that on to your um, massage, you can. It's usually an added cost to do that. It takes up more time, um, but massage is an awesome holistic tool. Um, it's been around for many, many years and what it does is it releases tensions in your muscles and it encourages the flow of like your, your lymph nodes, um, and allows for deep relaxation. Um, the reason why people tell you to get a good night's sleep and to relax is because when you do that, it actually promotes healing. That's why they tell you to get eight hours of sleep because after eight hours of sleep, your body starts to repair itself. It repairs your brain and also it can help you burn calories. So, if you're asleep for a minimum of eight hours, you burn more calories asleep than you do being awake. Yeah. And being sedentary. Apparently,
1: around three o'clock, your body resets. And that's when, uh, three to four o'clock, that's when your immune system's the lowest because you're supposed to be asleep and, you know, recharging basically. Yep. That plays into the witching hour. I didn't know if you knew that or not. Oh, I didn't, yeah. So, a lot of times the people do spells on people and shit during the three you know, three to four o'clock in the morning because this person's body is recharging and then they're under their oh,
0: it's, it makes your body vulnerable, yeah. It
1: makes your body vulnerable,
0: kind of like the veil. Being, uh-huh. oh, okay, so yep. yeah, I didn't know that.
1: That's what the witching hour, yeah.
0: Mm, I did not know that. I learned something new today, guys. I learned that yesterday. <laughs> so, I know that there's been like a, a ton of information. Ryan thought. This podcast was going to be, like, 30 minutes long. He was bitching about it on the way. He's like, man, we're not going to have enough to talk about. Well, we're, I think at this point, an hour and some change in. <laughs> I think I've been talking about the chakra stuff now for, like, at least 50 minutes. Um, and I haven't even covered half of, like, what I wanted to talk about. Um, but, you know, some important notes. Is you don't have to understand. What? Okay, go oh, pee you don't have to understand, um, let's just say like the law of gravity before you can like, let's just say fall down or, you know, you move something that's gravity. Um, you don't have to understand that to grasp, um, you know, this concept of energy manipulation. A lot of people don't fully understand it. And sometimes I don't even fully understand it. There's so much out there that I don't know. I, I'm not an expert um, on all things energy healing. I just know that, like, what I do, and then I've done my research on other things, um, like crystal healing and sound therapy, just so that way I can better help my clients, Um And the reason why I bring up the whole gravity thing and and the concept of this, because there's just so much information um, that some people can get overwhelmed and they don't know where to start. So I'll tell you, the first place you want to start is um, visiting someone who does energy healing. So whether that be a massage therapist, a chiropractor who does um, like the activator method. I personally do not like traditional chiropractic care for myself I don't crack very well um, and when I met my chiropractor Dr. Lee um, he's in Jackson under the Lee chiropractic care he's as far as I know I think is the only person in southeast Missouri uh, doing activator method so solely there's some people that will do like a combo of traditional chiropractic care Mixed with uh, a hint of the activator method. He's like, um, magic. (laughs) Um, I truly believe in everything that he does. He's helped me immensely. If it wasn't for him, I would still be lopsided. Um, I would be limping. I would still have headaches, which he honestly got rid of it on my first session, um, and it, what it is, is he's literally using a hand tool that sends vibrations to manipulate the, you know, energy in your body. So he's literally manipulating your muscles to move and and stuff like that to realign you. And I feel like it's way more effective and lasts a lot longer than regular cracking does. Um, I'm sure there's people who are, you know, if you're listening to this and you do chiropractic care, if you think chiropractic, traditional chiropractic care is... The best thing ever, hey, that's great. If it works for you, it works for you. It doesn't work for everyone though, um, and I highly recommend it. So that's where I usually tell people to start: is your chiropractor, um, and then because it's a little bit cheaper than getting a massage, it can make you feel just as good. Um, usually, the results take at least twenty four hours to, you know, you start to kind of feel the changes. Sometimes it even takes, like, a couple of days. Usually if I'm bad off when I go in, because now I don't even really need maintenance, but sometimes, like, I'll sleep on my neck wrong or something, and I'll, you know, call up and be like, hey, I'm dying. Get me in. And I'll, I'll notice then that it takes me a couple of days to kind of shift back, because it takes some time for the body to, to move around and make you feel better. With massage, though, which would be, like, the next best thing if you're someone who needs... The hands-on energy manipulation um, massages, especially in the southeast Missouri region, uh, range anywhere from like sixty to a hundred dollars. Sometimes a little bit more if you want deep tissue. You want ninety minutes if you want reflexology, hot stone massages, that sort of thing. Um, it's more expensive. Some people will like to get them monthly. Highly recommend massages are amazing, especially if you have a massage therapist with really good um, energy can make a big difference.
1: I don't like being touched. I'm but probably one of the few people that are like that, though. I just I don't like being touched.
0: Then I would say chiropractic care is better for you because like, they're not. like I don't
1: even like you touching me.
0: <laughs> I know. Listen, I'm married to I'm married to you. I know this.
1: No, I don't. I don't know. I just I don't like being I don't like being touched. I don't know.
0: Well, then I don't take my advice and don't get a massage. You'd
1: creep me out. To be honest, I don't know if there's other people like that. If there's other people out there like that, then let us know at nightshadeechoes at gmail.com.
0: You're not, you're not alone out there. There are people who don't like to be touched. You're not alone, babe.
1: Michael Jackson.
0: <laughs> so if you're someone who wants to have um, the, the touchy feely type energy healing, Then go for it. Massages are fantastic. I've had them done personally several times, pregnant and not pregnant. They have different types of massages. There's Thai massage where they uh, fucking get on your back. (laughs) Um, They'll stand on your back. I was going to
1: say, I remember seeing some uh, videos of some Indian guys. They'd be like laying like super hot rocks, burning people on top of their back. And then they jump on top and start doing their little dance on top of their back. Yeah, it's that's wild. Crazy. That's crazy. That's a wild shit.
0: Now, that's that's different than Thai massage, but um, still wild as hell. Um, then you've got, um, like I said, deep tissue, which is people who really, really get, get deep into your muscles. Most people don't need deep tissue massage. People think that they need that, but then when they get into it, they realize that the normal pressure that the massage therapists are using is actually too much, Um, so you just got to listen to your body, especially if you get a massage and, um, if you've never had one and you go and get one, uh, then I strongly suggest communicating with your massage therapist, because if you don't tell them that it hurts or that it's not enough pressure, they're not going to know. They're not mind readers. You know, if it hurts, you're going to hurt later. So like if it hurts, you tell them to stop. Tell them to ease up. You know that. I sort remember of thing. one time
1: you came home and you was hurting like the next two or three days.
0: Yeah, but then once I stopped hurting, I felt amazing. But I'd never had a massage for before, and I was I was pregnant, and I actually had like um one of the joints in my leg and like my thigh became loose. I didn't know that that was a thing during pregnancy, but it happens, and so. We discovered that, like, during my massage, and I felt very sore afterward. And I also probably wasn't drinking enough water. They said I was dehydrated. So, you know, once I started taking in more fluids and stuff, I felt drastically better um, because you start putting lotion and stuff all over your body, but they're they're opening up your pores and, you know, they're relaxing your body. So you're actually losing a ton of fluid during this time, and most people have to pee like crazy afterward, too. Um, So, most places, they give you a bottle of water to drink or at least a glass of water. And whenever I worked at the spa, I would watch people and be like, you need to drink your water. (laughs) I was like, otherwise, you're going to regret that. Like, seriously. Um, So, those are, like, some popular um, styles that people probably already knew about but probably didn't know that they considered that energy healing. Um, There's other things. Like I said, some people do you know sessions where they just do crystals or sometimes they just do meditations on people um sometimes we've got things like um you say oh i'm praying for you that's a form of spiritual healing prayers is energy um when you say hey good vibes your way that's spiritual healing if um, you
1: actually do have the good vibes to send yeah if you're actually unless you're just saying oh good vibes but you're inside you know, like you ain't doing nothing <laughs> There's people like that. That's why I mentioned right. that.
0: No, I know. And that's why I'm, you know, nervous laughter there because you never want... Most people are not saying that. I'm
1: praying for you. No, you're not. Do it.
0: Most, most people are not saying that with bad intentions, though. I'm not
1: saying bad intentions. I'm just saying if you say but that... But that makes a difference.
0: fucking do it. I'm just, I'm, I'm just saying. Yeah. Now, you know, these, some of these things that we talked about, like Reiki... Um, that's a, a Japanese style of energy healing. Like I said, it's that's a very specific practice. I do not do that. So a lot of people just assume that's what I do, and they'll just call it Reiki. And I'm usually very clear, and I say I don't do Reiki. That is not what I do. I just call it energy healing because that's a, a lot more, I guess, a better term for what it is that I do. Um, we didn't get into Chi... That's a form of um, energy manipulation. Some people do chi uh, with like martial arts and shit too. Yes, what the for, like? Think of Star Wars, the Force. Uh, Using the Force, yeah, yeah. That's literally. I'm well, pretty you'll sure
1: see, you'll see where they they do their stance with their arms, and then they push out with energy with your hands. You know, like like as almost like if you're trying to push something that's really heavy, you're pushing that that force
0: out. Yep, that's energy manipulation. In, so in there's fa- a. T-
1: in fact, when I, I, I did the DDP yoga stuff, all of it, you didn't use any weights. Like, none of their program uses any weights, that it's all uh, manipulation force with your arms and stuff. And I tell you what, I mean, I was I weighed a lot of. I mean, I still, still, I'm a big guy, but I lost like 40 pounds doing that shit. And I didn't use a single weight. I didn't go to a seat. I didn't jog. I didn't run or nothing. And it was all literally just using the own force inside your body to create the tension.
0: Yeah. So there's a ton of people that don't even realize that they're um, practicing like energy healing or spiritual healing on a daily level because it's all around us. That's what I don't, what I don't get why some people think that what, what we do is so bad. Like there are so many Christians and I, I really hate to call them out, but when I saw one of my friends said that someone had reached out to them to sell crystals, and when that person realized that they studied Wicca um, and they considered themselves a practicing witch, um, it wasn't even the fact that um, he's gay. They were more concerned with the fact that he was a witch, and they said their good conscience, as a Christian, could not let him sell those crystals to my friend.
1: So let me just say something. That Christian person is using both possession and witchcraft to pray for somebody and then having God intervene in their life is basically witchcraft. It's actually black magic because you are hoping that another entity interferes in the life of another entity, and that's possession. People don't realize that. Christianity, well, yeah, they tell you prayer, to have g- prayer is black magic.
0: Yeah, they say that. Um, so, they want you. They tell you to bring Jesus into your heart. That is a literal possession. That is
1: possession. Whether or not you like it or not, I don't care. But that is the literal definition of possession.
0: Yep. So <laughs> if
1: you want to do that, fine, great. I don't care. There's none of my business. However, if you're going to chastise somebody for trying to better themselves or better somebody else in a positive way, then that's where I have a problem with it. So you can take your Jesus rocks and do the same damn thing if you want to, in the name of Jesus.
0: But if it goes to someone else to do the same thing, but they're not Christian, then therefore it is evil, bad juju.
1: And you are sinning because you are judging them. So you are no better than that person that you think is doing wrong. So, yeah.
0: Yes, and that person at the end of their conversation said something like, "Mm, don't forget to pick up a Bible and read it. (laughs) Yeah, because
1: wearing multiple colors uh, actually means that you need to be stoned. If you read Leviticus, you can stone your wife if she talks too much, you know, rape virgins. Uh, if you, like I said, wearing multiple colors, it literally says this either in Deuteronomy or Leviticus, if you wear more than one color, then you are going to hell.
0: Oh, yeah. And you're not supposed to mix. So I, I know every one of home. y'all
1: at church on Sunday has got these colorful outfits. Well, then read your damn Bible. Um,
0: isn't it? Uh, you are not supposed to mix. Material, too. Yeah, like, mater- right? material and colors. So, like, um, if you were wearing cotton shirt, you wouldn't want to wear non-cotton. Right. You wouldn't want to wear polyester or whatever, supposedly, that, you know, that this is, is sinful. So, don't take everything that the Bible has out there as, like, face value, because it's not—it doesn't represent modern values of, like, what we experience today— And I'm, it's interesting as a Christian, you know, they couldn't sell that crystals to my friend who's a witch. So why
1: did they have them in the first place? Yeah,
0: I want to know why they have them in the first place, you know, and it's possible they just thought that they were pretty. There's a ton of people who think crystals and rocks and fossils are great and they're beautiful, but they don't believe that they have any um, value, like as far as like, yeah, healing properties, vibrations, when in fact... If it is a and if it exists, it has energy. It literally sends vib. It bounces off vibrations, um, and it comes from Mother Earth. And and one of my things that I always remind people is that you know if if you're a Christian, you know God made our Earth, right? If that's what we're going with, so therefore God created the things from the Earth: herbs, crystals, and rocks. Um, you know. Things like that. And if if God made us therefore it is good, right? In, it's and, godly and in, and in, in his Bible, in his image, right?
1: And and in the Bible it says that God gave man the dominion over a living and non living things. So you have the right to use these properties in ways that to you see fit, somebody.
0: Right. The way that you see fit. And so that's why when when I have Christians, I've been berated at events like i was at comic-con last year at the height of covid and i literally had someone come to my table for an hour over an hour sitting there arguing with me and i was like we can talk christianity and anything related to energy healing and crystals all damn day long try me you
1: better have been glad that i was not there because i do know my bible
0: right and i don't even know my bible all that much i know enough you know, and I grew up Christian, but um, I've never completely read the Bible. Um, do, do I think we have a higher power out there? Yes. You know, am I sure that it's God? No, I'm not 100% sure. Do I Do I have all these feelings, mixed feelings about stuff? Yes, because I grew up, you know, in a Christian household where my grandparents took me to church every Sunday And, you know, I learned all these things and I have a ton of friends who are who are Christians and I, you know, and I don't want to disrespect them by saying what they believe in is false. Just like I don't want them to look at me and tell me that what I believe in is false either.
1: Like I said, if you're doing something that better somebody else in a positive way, then I don't care what you're doing and you shouldn't either. (laughs) You should not care if somebody else is helping somebody else in a positive way, no matter what it is. If it's a positive thing, it's a positive thing. Hatred and negativity breeds more negativity.
0: Absolutely. And I agree. And that's why...
1: Nothing positive happens in the life of someone who's always negative.
0: Yeah. it's in the cycle, the energy can't get... It can't get better when it's already so dark. You know? And um, you can maintain your energetic health from home. And by energetic health, I mean things like making sure your cle- your chakras are cleansed and open... That will help with keeping you regulated as far as, like, your uh, anxiety, depression, stability, um, mental and emotional. Um, It can help with lots of things. Like, you know, it can regulate diabetes symptoms. It can help with, you know, um, gut problems and stuff like that. So as long as you're taking care of yourself you know you can you can help yourself in so many different ways and i'm not saying that this replaces traditional medicine because it does not but when you mix this with with a healthy lifestyle it really can help so part of that and when i say by healthy lifestyle i don't mean just like eating good and like exercising but those things play a major role a lot of these exercises that and you don't you probably won't even realize traditional exercises can actually stimulate your chakras, and certain ones, too, depending on like what it is that you're doing. But they do have um, yoga lessons that can focus on one chakra at a time. Sometimes they do meditative yoga. Sometimes they do yoga to help align your chakras. Um, but traditional exercise, there are different things out there that can stimulate it.
1: And but. do read up on it because I remember reading, or maybe it was, I think it was Bishop Larry Gator's. Uh, <laughs> I love Bishop, Bishop Larry is fucking crazy. Uh He mentioned one time that There's certain yoga poses that are actually Mimicking satanic sigils the, the actual The symbols, the satanic symbols And demonic symbols Some of these poses That you do in yoga Are mimicking that So you may be opening yourself into something else So do read up on it Do
0: definitely read up on it hey, If yoga
1: is helping you in a positive way, keep doing it
0: Oh, absolutely. And we're, we do not say don't do this. I'm. We're just saying know what
1: you're doing, though. Know what you're doing before you do know something. Know what you're
0: doing, you Especially know. Especially
1: if it's spiritual because you don't want to fuck yourself up.
0: Right. And, and the same thing with, like, you know, any type of energy healing. Go with good intentions. Make sure that person you're with, if if they don't give you the good vibes, don't do it. Because, like, that, there's nothing worse than having already bad blocked chakras And then having someone come in and, like, really just fuck them up. (laughs) Um, But no, um, not just your exercise and, like, your yoga and stuff like that. Things that promote and stimulate your chakra health. Um, You can actually do other things like, like I said, seeing someone for energy healing. Um, You can keep your good vibes flowing. By taking baths, um, sometimes people do essential oils. Some people do Epsom salt or Himalayan salt. Uh, soaking in those can really help. Um, if you start to feel like your chakras are getting blocked again, because you can tell, once you kind of identify it, you can tell when something's just not, like not quite right. And if that's the case, you go back and see your, your energy worker. And, and if that's in two weeks or a month or three months or a year, it doesn't matter. Um, maintaining that, though, regularly will help. Um, you can smudge. Sometimes they call it saging. You can do it to your body. You can do it to your home. You can do it to things if it needs to be um, cleansed. There's different smudging materials out there. I won't get into that because that's, that's a whole topic. Um, and, and you can use that to help get rid of any bad negative energy in your personal field. Um, Another thing would be high vibing crystals. Quartz is one of the most important crystals just for its amplifying properties. So I always suggest like if you're wanting to meditate, bring your crystals. Um, Quartz, always start with clear quartz. That's personally the best. Um, And then choose a crystal for your met for what it is that you're meditating. So if you're meditating for financial stuff, bring stones for monetary. So like pyrite, um, tiger's eye, green aventrine, good luck stones, that sort of thing. A lot of those um, also for money, like green for money, green aventrine. Um, you can do other things with it. You can hold them while you meditate. You can just have them around with you. Some people like to do crystal grids and do like little altars with them and do meditative things with it. I don't personally do all of that um, because I don't practice, so I don't burn candles specifically. I'm still learning that sort of thing. And just like with anything, you should do your research before you just blindly go in and like... Make an altar. You should know what you're doing. Um, You can do sound therapy at home. We actually talked about that briefly as far as like sounds and stuff go. YouTube actually has quite a few videos. However, Amazon, not Amazon. Did you say
1: YouTube or YouTube?
0: YouTube. Okay. Uh, YouTube does give me good feels though.
1: Hello, hello.
0: Oh my goodness. You're singing today. I don't know what's wrong with you. Um, Now, as far as like places that you can listen. Now, if you want to stream instead of buying like a CD or something, um, I would
1: get a copyright strike for my singing.
0: (laughs) You might. Um, One of the places that I know for a fact has um, Reiki and like um, chakra music is Apple Music. So if you're someone like myself who has Apple Music um, subscription, you can type in like Reiki, you can type in chakra, you can type in like Zen uh, stuff like that. They actually have in people's albums. So like, if you don't want to go buy the CD, you can actually see their full albums on Apple um, Music. There's and also, you can listen to it through there. You can also
1: do it on podcasts as well. Because I know. I've uh, seen several Scandinavian podcasts. I was looking at Scandinavian stuff and Celtic stuff, and there were several podcasts that were nothing but music. Oh, So abs- I'm sure you absolutely. can find a podcast that's just nothing but Zen music.
0: Oh, for sure, but sometimes that's not specific. So if you're looking for something specific, though, you can you can Google, you can get CDs. Um, I don't know. iHeart Music might have something, but the, the reason why I suggested the Apple Music, though, was that you can see their albums of the CDs. Um, now one of the last two things I, I kind of want to cover in regards to doing stuff at home, um, you're a healthy diet. Um, there's actually several foods that can help keep your chakras aligned and active. Um, do your research on that because it's, on, it's by color, you know, there's color therapy. I didn't get into that because I do do color therapy, but it's, not something I actively do all the time. Um, but there's color therapy with your food. That's another reason why they tell you, like, when you're food groups, you don't want to have the same three colors on your plate. You, they always tell you to have a colorful plate for a reason. Um, like, if, you, if your main dish is, let's say, yellow, you want to have reds, you want to have oranges, you want to have maybe, like, colorful fruit, um, it plays a major role in how it's uh, affecting your chakra What?
1: Speaking of fruit, I, I read or I watched something uh, either yesterday or today where they said m- most major diseases in the United States are, are the, the baseline of why they happen is because people don't eat enough fruit.
0: I don't generally eat food, be- fruit because of the way that my body processes it. When you're a diabetic, some stuff is just... Yeah, if you're diabetic, red. don't eat a bunch of fruit. Well, I mean, you know, <laughs> don't, eat, just, don't go
1: eating grapefruits and you know shit.
0: Yeah, well, I'm just saying within reason with what you can do. You know, if if you are allergic, don't. An apple eat a day it.
1: keeps the doctor away.
0: And there's lots of reasons for that too. Um, if you're diabetic, apples, especially the sugary kind, like regular red apples, are okay. But when you start getting into the fruity shit, like Gala apple, Fuji apple, Honeycrisp, those are really high in sugar. Um, we don't always recommend an apple because of the way it makes sure the way we process it.
1: And disclaimer: neither one of us are doctors or have anything to do with doctors. So
0: yes, and I'm not saying I'm an expert so on this. Take your either. medical advice from your doctor. Yes, this is not medical advice. This is just this is just giving you examples of like things you can eat and stuff like that. I, again, I'm not a nutritionist. I'm not a dietitian. I'm not a doctor. Um, but as someone who has diabetes well recovering diabetes I'm not you know sure how you want to say that because I've had weight loss surgery um but as someone who's gone through it there's a lot of different things that you know I don't suggest like we I can't have bananas anymore I can't eat just like a straight banana um (laughs) but there's things like that but I can eat berries berries seem to be okay um but you have a colorful plate um this will drastically help improve um your chakras daily color therapy with that as well um that I always, and I've said this for a while, and this is after I've came to terms with how I didn't like my body, I didn't like being obese, um, when I came to terms with that and really wanted to take back, like, control of, like, my diet and stuff like that, you know, our bodies are our temple. You know, we only have one of them, and we have to take care of it. Um, otherwise, you know, later when you're like 50 and you feel like shit and you're trying to play catch up, you know, um, sometimes it's it's almost like you're too late to the game, if that makes sense. So if you if you can start at good practices like that, then, you know, overall, like, your health is going to be so much better in regards to, to, like, your chakras and stuff. Some people don't even realize that some of their ailments are literally because... Their chakras are blocked. And once they become unblocked, then magically you feel better. It's interesting how that all, all c- comes about. Um, and that's my recommendations. And if you have questions or you want to follow up on anything that I've talked about in this podcast, please feel free to do so. You know, you can email us um, at the nightshade echoes at gmail.com. You, if I'm on Facebook, comment on Facebook. If you know me personally, message me, comment on one of my posts. You know, we do upload these to a bunch of different platforms. Some of them allow you to comment on them or like leave reviews. Please leave us reviews because that's actually gets us seen. If you like what we talk about or you don't, it still gets us on the map, you know, And, and I know that we haven't made like a ton of these, but if you like what we're talking about, let us know because otherwise we don't know if we're doing a good job or not. <laughs> so, um I I appreciate you guys listening. I know that I normally don't do most of the talking, but I, these are things that I can talk about all day long. I even had like what, three pages full of notes and I barely had to use them. There's some things like I did use to explain some things cuz sometimes I'm not a, I'm not a wordsmith, especially when I'm talking, um but
1: I hinted at uh, a personal situation with this. Oh, I didn't even talk about that. We didn't even talk about it. Uh, So my dad uh, had stage three, stage four lymphoma. He had a mass in his abdomen. It wasn't in his stomach or any of his organs. It was like sitting on top of it. He had had uh, chemo, chemo. Chemo wasn't doing anything. They switched his chemo. Wasn't doing anything. Stem cell transplant. He was in the hospital for over 30 days recovering from that. Didn't do anything. More chemo, Uh, another stem cell transplant for the second one. Most people don't make it through the first one. He had two, made it through the second one, still really wasn't doing anything. And Susan asked him if he wanted to get the energy healing or whatever, and Dad's the type of person that would be completely against anybody doing anything for him or anything like that. And so he must have been in a spot where anything could go, basically. And so Susan did her shit, and, I mean, you can explain that.
0: Well, I think it was before the second stem cell. I think it was after, I think it was in between the two stem cells that um, offered to do an energy healing session. And again, and that's been, what, almost three years ago now? 2018. No, yeah.
1: 2017 is before we opened the store. Was it? 2017, yeah.
0: So it's been almost four. Because he was four. in the hospital when we opened it. Then it's been almost four years then. And by that point, I was still like a little baby energy healer. Um, I'm a, a, definitely a lot more experienced now. Um, and at that point it might've been, this might've been my most pivotal healing session that I've ever done. And again, I'm not saying I cured him cause I don't feel that I did. What I feel like that I did was unblocked his chakra. So that way his body could heal that the chemo treatments and radiation could better heal him because when your energy's blocked it's it's almost as if it's like blocking everything like medicine and like the chemo it's like it's almost like it, it couldn't penetrate because the chakra was just so out of whack especially like in his solar plexus which is crazy enough is you know well where not the crazy was at. is where the cancer was at and that's really where we got the most activity so you know you got um, to the
1: point where you couldn't eat or anything and yeah
0: At that point, I think his stomach was pretty distended, too, in that spot. Very badly. Um, But I, and I did, at the time, I didn't know exactly where it was. But again, when I, when I'm looking at people and and doing my sessions, um, my third eye filter kind of just shows me what I, what I need to see in regards to doing my healing. Uh, So as always, standard, I clear the chakras and whatnot. When I was clearing his bottom three chakras, I noticed that he, like, kept jumping. And I was like, I'm not even touching you. What the hell are you doing? And I was trying not to disturb him because I'm very quiet. I kind of get, like, into this meditative state. You hear a lot of breathing because I'm, you know, like meditation. you breathing in, and then you release, exhale. And you kind of just do it real slow. And then that way you're kind of getting into that meditative state. So when people do my sessions, I'm not talking. I'm not talking to people at all. But I do a lot of breathing. So I noticed that um, his dad started jumping a lot. And I thought that was weird because I had not experienced it yet at this point, doing my energy healing sessions. And I'm going through and I'm going through. And his bottom three chakra were pretty blocked. And when I got to his solar plexus chakra, again, your stomach area, um, it was like this thick, and that's the only way I know i describe it, it was like this thick, goopy, I think I described it the other day, as like, you know, the Venom character from, like, Spider-Man or, like, the DC Universe, uh, the symbiote, like that weird black goop that he, like, carries around with him. Yeah, symbiote. The symbiote. That's exactly what it looked like to me. It was like this thick, weird, sticky, gooey shit that was just covering his organs. And like I pictured removing it, and that's the only way I know how to really describe it. it. It was if it's like it took me a little bit to clear it out, but I eventually got all that black goop out on that spiritual level, I should say, I'm not, I never physically touched anything, but on a spiritual level, he had that on his, on him. So once I cleared that, I don't know, I could just tell that he was, he was really having an experience. Um, And then I moved up and finished clearing him. And then I, I put positive energy back in. By this point he was doing pretty good. Like he had settled down when we got finished, you know, I was like, Hey, we're done I was like, you know, I kind of explained to him what I saw, what was happening. And he was like, I'm going to be real honest. He was like, that was the freakiest thing I've ever experienced. And he told me that when we started, it was almost immediately, he said he like slipped into, like he kind of got relaxed. And I don't know if he was praying or if he was doing meditative stuff himself, but he said he slipped into like a another plane And he said that everything was like white and it almost, I think that was a version of like maybe angels potentially, um, definitely otherworldly type things. And then he said that it was like, he was looking at himself like almost, um, what's out of body, like an out of body experience. Um, and it was like, he was watching me working on him. And when he would, when he kept jumping, he said that he could feel it. He said it was almost as if it was, like, burning him from the inside out. Not painfully, but it got really warm and hot to him, as if, like, that stuff that I was removing was, like, burning him. I remember
1: him saying about the rocks that were on him were even hot.
0: Were hot, yes. And the one of the stones actually, like, jumped off. I remember that, because he kept moving around and moving around. And... um. I think I had citrine for him at the time, um, and it, it like kept, I kept trying to put it back in place, but it didn't want to stay. But he said it was hot, and he got really hot all of a sudden. It felt like specifically in his stomach that it was really, really, really warm, and um, that it was as if he, he wasn't... It was like he was experiencing it, but at the same time wasn't. Um, and I thought that was really interesting because no one has ever... No one has ever told me that they do that, but now I ask people, I'm like, "Well, what did you experience?" cuz I want to know. I think it's interesting how people can experience this in a different way for each person. Um when we got done, you know, I still don't know to this day. He never did really finish telling me how he actually felt, how he actually felt about the session like afterwards when you have time to kind of like analyze it and like soak it up and stuff. And like whether or not it freaked him out, or like how he actually thought about it. I think I'll ask him the next time I see him, um, just as a follow up, because it's been it's been a while. But that's some of that stuff is like stuff that you carry. That's something that like I will never forget, and that's probably something he will also never forget. And I feel like that's why when he went into his st- second stem cell transplant. It Why it, it worked like automatically. Yeah. yeah. I mean, he, he's been, he's been considered cancer free now for three years, mm-hmm. roughly. Yeah. Three, or four years. Yeah. So, you know, like I said, it's not a cure. I'm not saying that I cured him. I don't think I took away his cancer. I think what I did was I opened him up to healing. And I think the chemo did what it was in the stem cell transplant did what it was supposed to do. Um, and that's, I, I try to be very clear about that. Cause I'm not saying I'm going to heal you of your ailments, but I sure as hell will try to help you. <laughs> yeah. Um, I actually, the reason why he wanted to talk about energy healing was because, um, I recently did another session for one of my friends. It's actually been a while since I've done a healing session for anyone. Um, and she made a post on Facebook and she's been grieving a loss of her child and um, she just was going through a hard time. And I I messaged her and I was like, I think you would really benefit from some energy healing, some crystal therapy and some sound therapy um, to maybe help with your grief. I'm not saying it's going to completely take it away or anything like that. Doesn't mean what happened is going to make it go away or make it better or bring her son back but it can help with healing and grieving and going through the process. Everyone knows that if you don't properly grieve, that it can do a lot of bad things like emotionally and mentally for yourself. It can really block off not only your heart chakra, but your throat chakra, your uh, third eye and your crown. You can really um, have problems with your root chakra, anxiety and depression. That's where that stems from having issues with relationships with people. That's your sacral chakra um, issues with confidence and stuff like that, your solar plexus. So, you know, I just told her here, if you would allow me, I will do a session for you for free. Don't worry about it. Just come meet me. So we did finally meet up at my friend's shop and I gave her a session and I told her at the end what it is that I felt. And I, I told her that I felt like her, um, Root chakra was very tightly wound. Is, that's the only way I could describe it to her. And that um, obviously her heart chakra was out of whack. And it kind of surprised me because she's a pretty vocal person. She's very opinionated and she's not afraid to tell you it, what she thinks. So when I got to her throat chakra and it was blocked off, um, I told her that I felt like she hadn't been able to speak and not even just about her grief or anything like that, but just, like, in general. I've, I feel like she hadn't been able to really talk to anyone in in a long time. And after... See, I got goosebumps just talking about it. Um, when we got done, you know, I, I explained that to her. And she said, yeah, I definitely feel like I was... My root chakra was very tightly wound. And I felt like when we first started, when you were doing your energy stuff that I felt like my feet were very heavy. And she said that went away once I um, kind of moved up her body. And she said that, yeah, she felt like she hadn't been able to talk to people in a while. At that time, she hadn't she wasn't opening up to me or anything, you know. And some of that stuff is really private, you know, when you're going through stuff. And I just told her, you know, if you need to see me again, you know, just message me and we'll, you know, we'll figure something out. So I get a text like, I don't know, an hour after I got home and she was like, I have just talked my head off for the first time in like weeks and weeks. She said, that's the most I've talked in a long time. She goes, I I thank you so much. And my God, I've got so much goosebumps. It's ridiculous. Um, But that's the reason why I do what I do. Honestly, it's to help people. So... I, I hope that you guys took some information out of that. If you have questions, like I said, reach out to me. But I, I, We have a lot of listeners that know me personally, and I know are waiting for me to upload this so that they can know everything there is to know about energy healing.
1: All right, we'll be right back after this break. All right, that about wraps this up. This has gone way, 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 way longer than I thought it would. You can reach us on all social media, all platforms for streaming, of course. We mention that every single time. Please email us if you have any comments or questions. Please leave us a review. Nobody has left us a review yet.
0: Please, I appreciate it. And I know it. that
1: over 100 of you, 120 of you, have listened to this show. And I know where you're located at. We know. Because we had somebody from Brazil listen to us and somebody from Japan. So that's Brazil, Japan. Our number number one streaming area is Liverpool, England right now. Still? Number one.
0: All right. Hey. Eat some
1: fish and chips for me, okay, with some vinegar, malt vinegar. It's delicious. Delicious. But, yeah, so check us out on that, Facebook. Uh, You can check us out on Threadless. We have a lot of cool shirts and stuff that are paranormal-based. If you want a... Dr. Dre Chronic album, but it has aliens and it mentions butt probes.
0: Get it. And it's, get all it. it's for
1: you. Also, a spider uh, that's the the body of a, of a hairy ass with racing stripes and he's shitting green slime. And that's for you as well. That's a Native American mytholo- mythological creature called the Lufferlang.
0: Lufferlang. Yeah. Lots of different art on there. You can get it on pretty much any medium. We've got shirts. Um pretty sure you can Sox. get it on hoodies, socks, yeah.
1: Skateboards, backpacks.
0: Anything you can think of, it can get it can be put on there. I, always, I think it's screen print, ain't it?
1: Yeah, it's done by local artists and whatnot, so on like organic shit. So it's good. It's good for us, good for you, good for communities, good for capitalism.
0: <laughs> Spread the money around.
1: If you're gonna give your money to somebody, do it to a local artist, not to Walmart. True shit. Walmart doesn't give a shit about you. We do. We do. Actually, probably not, but so it's still okay.
0: It's still okay.
1: All right, that's into the, the show, guys. Thanks for listening.
0: Bye. Now I am become death, the destroyer of worlds. We all go a little mad sometimes. The Antichrist. You got me in a vendetta kind of mood.
1: I think Bigfoot is blurry. That's the problem. It's not the photographer's fault. Bigfoot is blurry. And that's extra scary to me because there's a large, out-of-focus monster roaming the countryside. When they land and the hatch opens, perhaps we will be looking at ourselves in the mirror. At first, you know, off like that. But of course when they when they appeared there in, in front of me, um uh, it was the most shock I've ever had in my life.
0: To me, it looked like a leopard to me. I gotta do look up in the tree. Who else in the leopard card say Yeah!